Good evening. Welcome to Utter Nonsense, the AdCast. This is Sydney Smith. This evening we have Dr. Fraser from Tarleton State University. Good evening, Dr. Fraser. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Looking forward to visiting with you and, and answering some questions tonight. First, could you tell me a little bit about what a day in your shoes looks like at work? <laughs> a day in my shoes, it all depends on the day. Um, for the most part, I'm an early riser, so I get up early and, you know, when I, by the time I get to school, you know, I, I play around at the house for a little bit. I've got a couple of corgis that I've got to spoil, take for a walk. But once I get to school, a lot of what I do between classes, uh, I actually teach classes on, you know, I've got two classes on a Tuesday, Thursday afternoon, then I've got a Monday morning class, and then when my student teachers are here on campus, I have them for the entire day, uh, for three weeks. So if I'm on campus, I'm in my office, I'm answering emails, I'm preparing for class, I'm trying to get everything done, uh, do a lot of emails. I spend way too much time uh, on a computer looking at the email. Uh, but then there's other days that things are a lot different. You know, we're constantly having students stop by and say hi. Uh, and then there's those days when one of the parts of my job is, is wonderful. I get to go out and visit my student teachers. So I'm traveling around the state of Texas, visiting with student teachers, uh, seeing different schools, seeing, you know, all the different setups, the different buildings, the different programs. And then, of course, there's other days that I may be working with Texas FFA or districts or chapters. So it's, it's a really cool job. It's, it's never the same. There's always something a little bit different that's happening, so it just keeps me on my toes. That's awesome. Tell me about your educational background. So my educational background, I actually grew up in Melrose, New Mexico, a town of about 700 people. I graduated with 29 students. I uh, was actually engaged, involved in just about everything we did on school, uh, from every organization to every sport to you name it, I did it. It didn't matter. Uh, when I graduated high school, I actually uh, went to college. I have a undergraduate degree uh, in agricultural education from Texas Tech University. Uh, once I graduated from Texas Tech, I took a job teaching high school in Snyder, Texas, and over the course of the next five years, I taught school and drove back and forth to Tech at night, a couple nights a week, doing uh, my master's program. So, you know, we didn't have the internet and Zoom and online classes. We had to go face-to-face, so spent five years getting that done, and then taught for 15 years. At the end of that 15th year, I was given a great opportunity to go to the University of Missouri to pursue a PhD in agricultural education. So jumped on that opportunity and voila, spent three years at University of Missouri, did a PhD program, then spent three years teaching at Tennessee Tech University before coming back home to Texas and, and coming to Tarleton. What advice would you give a high school student? Oh, slow down and enjoy life. You know, you get a bit grown up uh, for the rest of your life. And so I, I wish somebody would have told me that. You know, sometimes when you're in high school, I mean, it seems like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And I say that's 
you know, some of the greatest times of your life. I, I look back at some of my fondest memories in life occurred in high school when I was hanging out with friends or when we were on a bus going to a ball game or going to an FFA CDE or, you know, working with my livestock. Um, just slow down and enjoy it because time's going to pass too fast. It seems like we're constantly going, oh, I can't wait to get to college. And then it's, oh, I can't wait to get a job. And then it's, oh, I can't wait. And, and you spend your life with the, oh, I can't wait. And my advice would be slow down and enjoy life. And then realize, you know, chase your passion. Uh, realize what you're passionate about and pursue it. You know, don't listen to what everybody tells you you need to do, per se. You know, take all that into consideration, but figure out what you want to do. And, you know, if you want to, you know, run a ball court and play ball and sport, get after it. If you want to do FFA, do it. If you want to be inquired, do it. Just find what you're passionate about and do it. And, and then enjoy life, you know, relax, have fun, because the truth of the nature is once you get out of high school and go to college or go to a job, you end up working the rest of your life. So that's, you know, high school, wow, I'd give anything to live my high school experience over again, because it was just, it was incredible. It was wonderful. You know, pay attention to your grades, but just relax and have fun and, and enjoy your time. How did the ag industry impact your life? So the ag industry has truly shaped my life. Uh, I grew up in a very small community that was very, very agriculturally based. I worked with a lot of producers throughout my lifetime, a lot of ag jobs. Uh, I grew up with a single mom, you know, and four kids at home. So we were, I was always looking for work to do. So I was constantly being hired to do everything from driving combines to, you know, working cattle to doing anything and everything that people needed done. Uh, on top of that, my grandparents had a large ranch and I spent a large part of my childhood helping them with cattle. Uh, during the summertime, we actually would take our cows up to Colorado and we would irrigate uh, on a piece of land up there and, and I spent my summers in Colorado doing that, uh, either that or uh, down in New Mexico driving a combine or a tractor. Uh, but agriculture has taught me a lot. Uh, I've also been involved by the production of my own animals. But, you know, I, I was a poor kid growing up, so I was always looking for a way to make a dime. And I had a really big garden that I would sell produce out of. Uh, I had chickens. I had birds of every kind. I had birds. Sold them, sold the eggs, you name it. You know, I, I had it. And so it taught me a lot about responsibility. It taught me about the world I lived in. It taught me, you know, how to deal with loss and how to deal with success and how to make my own money and how to just become the person that I always dreamed of being. So it was, you know, a lot of work, um, but agriculture has truly been the backbone of my life and it's truly something I'm passionate about uh, if I had my chance I'd rather be doing something agriculture related than anything else in this world with agriculture being such a big part of your life why do you think the FFA is so valuable to the youth in our community oh great question you know one of the things that the FFA does is it provides you with opportunities 
it, it gives you a base to build upon. Uh, I remember, you know, as a freshman, I, I had the opportunity to join this organization, and I was so excited. I, and one of the most memorable moments of my FFA career was putting on my very first FFA jacket. And it was at that moment that I realized that when I put on my jacket, I was just like everybody else in this organization. And it gave me such a unique outlook to, to the people around me. And it was, you know, for a kid that felt like a poor kid growing up, all of a sudden, I was given this opportunity to be just like everybody else. And so I excelled at it, and, and I really pushed at it. it. It gave me a chance to build upon my own beliefs and to build upon this person that I was becoming. Uh, it taught me to succeed, but it taught me how to lose gracefully. Uh, it gave me an opportunity to become whoever I wanted to be, and that's something that you just can't make that stuff up. Um, you know, it, it truly is a foundation. It gave me a career. It, it gave me my friends. It gave me a belief in myself. You know, the very first time you went to a contest and competed, you know, it, it showed me that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And it, and it taught me that if I wanted to win, I had to work hard. You know, there's not a trophy for every kid in this organization you gotta you gotta work hard and if you want to win it then you work at it and you make yourself into the person that can do you know and be successful um it taught me about service it taught me the value of giving back to those around me it taught me the value of, of, of looking around my community and saying wow we have things that we need to do so our service project you know, we were always doing stuff in our little hometown to make it a better place to live. And to this day, when, when I go home, there's still trees that I planted that are growing uh, from all those years ago. And I can remember doing that as a service project. So the FFA gave me a lot. But the most important thing is it gave me a foundation. What is a valuable life lesson you learned from your career? Okay, could you repeat that? What is a valuable life lesson you learned from your career? Oh, a valuable life lesson. Um, that's a tough question. My career has been, I've been blessed. The, the absolute greatest part of my career, and I tell people this all the time, was teaching high school agriculture. Um, as a high school ag teacher, I got to help impact lives with so many kids that that truly needed me at that moment and that time. Uh, I was there to challenge them, to teach them, to educate them. But more importantly, I was there to give them a, a shoulder to cry on and give them a, a bit of encouragement that says, you know, you can do this. Um, and so, you know, there's so many things that I think of on that question. And, and this, my career has truly been blessed with so many amazing opportunities. And, and, and I guess that would probably be the best part of it is, is, you know, being able to help those students that I teach. You know, as a college professor now, it's kind of changed. And it's, you know, I, I train teachers that are going to go out and impact thousands of lives. 
and and yes, I impacted students you know, at the university level, but nothing like it was when you, you helped those kids at that, the local level. That was just amazing. What is one thing you wish you could have told yourself starting out? <laughs> one thing I would love to have told myself starting out is relax and enjoy the journey you know pay attention to every little thing that goes on around you because unfortunately we get so focused on the end result that sometimes that's all we look at and so we go 100 miles an hour towards the end and then we get there and we look back and we forgot the journey so i would you know definitely say to myself just slow down and, and look around you enjoy the moment you know, winning or, or being successful is one thing, but the journey to get you there is worth more than all the money in the world, worth more than all the all the wins you could possibly get, more than all the trophies. Uh, it's the journey. You know, spend a little extra time just hanging out with your animals. If it was, you know, working with your show animals or hanging out with your friends or just being present with the people around you. And, and that's the advice I'd love to give myself. What was one of your biggest fears going into your career? Oh, you know, honestly, I don't know if there was a big fear in going into my career. I was so excited because I knew that, you know, God had given me this talent to, to connect with people. And I was absolutely thrilled about going into teaching. And, you know, of course you're going to have, a few nerves, you know, am I going to be the kind of teacher that my ag teacher was for me? Am I going to make a lasting impression? Am I going to impact lives? And, and it's when you just stop for a minute and realize that, you know, sometimes we're just a vessel to get, you know, God's message across to these kids and to, to, to show them that they are capable of doing anything. So I really was never a afraid of my career. Probably the biggest, I, I, I take that back, the, the biggest fear I had in my career was after 15 years, I left my high school job to do, go do a PhD so that I could come and be a college professor and train ag teachers. And you talk about a scary moment of leaving something that you absolutely love. You can't imagine doing anything but that. But taking that risk and, and it's a funny story. The day I decided to leave, you know, I'd been up all morning. I had to make a decision, and I prayed and prayed and prayed about it. And when I got to school early that morning, um, I found a key. Of this, this, uh, I still have it in my other room in there. I found a key that was laying on the ground when I opened my pickup. And I picked it up, and it, it had an engraving on it. It said, God never closes one door without unlocking another and that's when I knew that I'd made the, you know, I, my decision was made. And so I took that blind leap and, and voila, it led me to another amazing career working at the university. That's awesome. What is your favorite part about your job? Oh, working with young people, whether that be my college students, whether that be FFA members around the, the state and nation. You know, I, I, I've been blessed to be able to work with so many incredible people and that's just the biggest blessing of all you know i never got married i never had kids i always tell people that 
you know, I didn't have kids because God said, I need you to be, you know, I need all these other kids to come to you. And so I spend my life with kids all over the country. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and that's just amazing because I do work with people, uh, FFA kids throughout the country. And, and I've truly, truly been blessed uh, with that part of my career. And I just absolutely love it. What advice would you give someone who wanted to pursue a career similar to yours? Oh, if you wanted to pursue a career, the first thing I would tell you is be the ag teacher you always wished you had or the ag teacher that you always admired. Um, You know, be willing to be present. You know, some of these kids come in our classrooms today and they want, they want a, a teacher that's there for them, that's going to challenge them, that's going to push them, that's going to believe in them and not hold grudges, you know, the, the kind of person that just says, okay, so what are we going to do and how are we going to get there? Uh, be that kind of an ag teacher, you know. Uh, this career, being an ag teacher was absolutely the greatest career I ever had for those 15 years. I loved every minute. I remember opening the back door to my ag building and thinking, I can't believe they paid me to come do this. They pay me to teach classes. They pay me to go to stock shows. They pay me to work with young people, to train teams, to judge, to do everything that we did. It was absolutely the most amazing thing ever. Uh, advice I would give an ag teacher that was looking at making the move to the next level. Uh, but what would you wish for? Um, you know, you always think, oh, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to give me the opportunity. I'm going to impact a lot more lives. Yes, you're going to do that, but you'll never believe how much you miss your high school kids, uh, especially those kids that, that probably aren't going to go to college and probably aren't going to, you know, just knock the world out. But they're kids that are just absolutely the most loving, amazing young people, and they're going to be a part of that community. So, you know, very much weird. And if you want to be a officer, then get ready because the journey is it's crazy. The opportunities you have are absolutely amazing. So, that's kind of the advice I would give. So, kind of piggybacking off of that, who are three people that are the most influential to you? Three people that were the most influential to me. And, okay. Uh, without a doubt, I'd always say God first, but we all know that. So I'm going to choose three others because that just is a given. Um, my ad teacher, Mr. Trent Burton, uh, was actually, you know, I grew up without a dad. He was a young ad teacher, and he literally was like my father. The man was an absolute in- and and right that I grew up like. Uh, I, you know, he was the hardest man to please, but he taught me to push and to be successful. Uh, another one would be my office teacher, my office education teacher. Her name is Miss June Luce, and I used to compete with her in, in now what's business professionals in America, but it used to be OEA. Uh, but I, oh my gosh, that woman taught me about life. She taught us about the real world. She and her husband were very large ranchers, and she taught me just how to 
be successful and how to how to carry yourself in a graceful way and be proud of who you are. Uh, she she taught me so many valuable lessons. And the third person that I would choose, I could, I could go a thousand different ways, but I would be an ignorant man if I didn't see my mom. Um, my mother raised me with three other siblings all by herself. Uh, she did it without a college education. She worked as a janitor and she worked as a farmhand and as a maid at a motel and as a house cleaner and you name it. The woman worked herself to the bone to provide for her children. She never complained. She never griped. She never was angry about it. She just worked tirelessly and sacrificed her entire life so that we had food on our, you know, food in our stomach and clothes on our backs. And, and so I would only hope to be half the person she was. But, but she's the one, I guess, at the top of that list. And then my ag teacher and my office education teacher. Is there one common myth about your profession or field that you would like to debunk? <laughs> uh, and, and I was, oh, wow. Uh, one on the ag teacher being a high school ag teacher, I guess you always hear people say they don't want to be an ag teacher because the pay is not good. Pay is pretty good. It depends on where you go. You can have a good paying job. But I just always remember thinking, I can't believe I get paid to do the stuff I love. I absolutely loved it. Uh, people always also think that it's a, it's an easy job. Oh, it's not. It's, it's work. It is honestly work, but it's, it's a it's a passion of love. Um, from the college professor job, would be that you have just tons of free time, which is not true, because I spend more time on a computer answering emails and preparing for class than I've ever imagined in my life. I never dreamed that I would have a job that I sit in the office and do this much. You know, as a high school ag teacher, I was out buying livestock and training kids how to show and training teams, LDE, CDE. At the college level, I'm answering emails and I'm preparing for classes. You know, it's just a different type of career. But you have to love what you do regardless, and, and that's something that I've enjoyed. It's something I've had to do. So um, I guess that's a myth that your life is just too easy as a college professor. Is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? Oh, man. I just, you know, it's such a joy to see somebody like you that is willing to put together a podcast for people to listen to. I mean, who knows? It's so funny. I tell people all the time, I get paid to talk. And and that's just funny to me that, that I made that choice in my life. And now I get to do that. And it's such a joy. And, and so I just, I'm so excited to see people like you that are willing to do something. You know, so many people uh, nowadays, they want to sit back and let other people do the work, let other people take charge, let other people deal with the issues. So it's nice to see people take, uh, you know, and put in the work and the effort to make other people's lives better. So thank you for doing that. Um, and for everybody else, you know, it's, I, I truly have been blessed. God 
truly blessed me when he put me in this career. Um, I feel like I can honestly say that I impacted lives and, and I continue to do so today. Um, you know, in, in just the last week, I've talked to kids from probably 30 different states as they prepare for national FFA office. And it's a joy to know that, that I'm able to help people. Uh, you know, I've been able to talk with high school kids and, you know, just do, I, I do the things that I love and I'm truly blessed to have made it this far in my career and, and to surround yourself with other ag teachers and with stock show people and with agriculture people in general. What better industry to surround yourself with and what better place to be in your life? It's just, it's the greatest journey that I, I could never have dreamed for this journey. You know, I grew up as a poor kid, and one of the things I always dreamed about was I wanted to travel. Well, because of my involvement with FFA and agriculture, I've been all over the world multiple times. I've spent summers with my high school students in Russia. We used to be on a program where we did an exchange program with Russia and Ukraine. So I used to take my high school students to Russia and Ukraine. Uh, now that I'm in college, every summer we usually go to the Czech Republic and Poland and, and visit different countries in Europe it, all because of agriculture and because of education. And it's truly been a joy. It's, it's been wonderful to think that God let some little kid that, you know, the janitor's kid from Melrose, New Mexico have the opportunity to do the things I've done. And I'll just never understand why, but I just say, you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey Take advantage of every opportunity you're given and don't just sit around. Make things happen. If you want it to happen, you have to make it happen. And so that's something that, you know, I think is very important. Is there somewhere my listeners could connect with you online? Is, 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 is there someplace they can connect with me online? Yes, sir. Uh yeah, I mean, basically, you know, as with anybody else, I have social media with Instagram, and Facebook. I don't Snapchat. I just never got into that. But, but I've got my Instagram, and, you know, then anybody can, they can always contact me at Tarleton State University. And I'm pretty easy to find. Um, and, and so that's something that, you know, if anybody ever wanted to talk or ask me questions, I'd be glad to help out. Okay. All right. One last question for you. We're getting it ended on a fun one this evening. What's your favorite joke? What's my favorite joke? Yes. Uh, Mr. Bell's grade in my class. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> my favorite joke. <laughs> yeah, you thought that was funny. Her ag teacher is one of my former students here at Tarleton State University. Um, I'm not a very... I, I'm trying to think. Oh, you put me on the spot. I don't know. What's your favorite joke? Um, <laughs> now I got you. That's you a hard question. Me on spot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I will have to get back with you on that. I, I truly am trying to think of my favorite joke. Um, I'm, I'm a terrible joke teller. That's the you funny thing. You can't think of one joke. It doesn't I, even have to be your favorite. I don't, I'm, I'm literally to think I'm on the spot here. Wow. Everybody's going to think I'm a total moron. Well, I think what you um, said was funny, so it's okay. 
Yeah, we can pick on your exit. We can just keep going down that line if we want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh my gosh, I really can't think of a joke. That's sad. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you were kind of like, the funny thing is I love sarcasm and I love to, you know, have fun with people like that. But I'm, I'm really, I'm drawing a blank. I don't even, I can't think of a joke. I was trying to think of a not, not joke. You know, uh, when I was a little kid, this <laughs> how stupid I was. When I was a little kid, people used to, we used to do that. Oh, what did, what did Tarzan say when he saw the elephant sitting in the tree or coming out of the woods with sunglasses on? Nothing. He didn't recognize them. <laughs> but that was a little kid joke. I, I You stumped me on that one. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're closing it out this evening. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Utter Nonsense, the AdCast. A huge thank you to Dr. Frazier for being our special guest this evening. It's been an honor talking to you. Reminding all of our listeners to be safe. Signing off, this is Sydney Smith. Remember, it's not goodbye, just so long till next time.